has been, I've never realized how important community is. Yeah. Going that to all of this. And so it's been, yeah, more than I could have even imagined. It's awesome. So, I love it. Well, this is quite a team right here. Yeah. Um, all, all of y'all. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm really blessed being around you guys. Teach me something. What's, what's, what's on your heart? How'd your dad like church on Easter? Oh, he loved it. Did he? My mom, too. Really? Yeah. She was there, too? Yeah, and my sister and her husband and my nephew. Whoa. Yeah. Bring the whole gang. Yeah, you and your whole household. Love it. That's so good. Uh, well, I hope they come back. Somebody else teach me something. Vanessa, what you got? I love what you're talking about. Sitting is like a place of rest, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. we are like seated at the right of God, and like we need to live from like that seated place mm-hmm. and living from the victory, and not and then like we'll be stressed and we'll be anxious and we're free from all that. And so mm-hmm. not really like just like to me, like not striving, but like sitting. And, like, it's good. Living, mm-hmm. that, living from that place. Yeah, that's the best that's right good. there. Yeah. That's great. Good word. Seated with Him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, is this what a heart check is like, you guys? <laughs> Go around, like, I'm just, I'm just doing what you guys do. Go ahead, Gina. No, I mean, I don't have to, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, like, yesterday was awesome, and, like, the point about, um, the, when you brought up the bears, and how, like, when you know, like, the outcome of something, like, you, so you lose all fear, and so I think, like, that hit home with oh, me, because, like, you don't have to strive out of like fear of like of not making it or fear of not winning but it's like you know the outcome so like you can live out of that like peace and like knowing that like it's already done um and then you enjoy like more of the ride for sure 100 percent. that's really good what really impacted me was um when we were talking about what makes heroes and champions and how it's like how they think and what how that separates who fail from those who oh yeah and that's pretty much it that's right it's what's going on between their ears everything starts with a thought every idea every breakthrough every miracle every invention everything starts with a thought there's every failure and every success so thoughts are powerful guys I like how you said uh, we're on a search and destroy mission and yeah. the target is wrong thinking yeah, that's right. Search and destroy. He said that on Sunday. Search and destroy. <laughs> you know, there's a that reminds me of a great verse. Does anybody have a Bible with them? Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's one on the steps. There's one on the, the back step. Here's what David said about it in in I think it's Psalm 18. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. And then he goes on and says, but he said, and I did not turn back until they were utterly consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. And then he says, and um, as if that's not enough, he says, um, and then they fell under my feet, but you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made me, you made those who rise up against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not hear. 
and you think, okay, he's done. He's thoroughly defeated his enemies. He's obliterated them. And then he goes on to say, I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. So it's like this, this, this um, champion mentality, this, 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 um, this victory mentality is you can't let a wrong thought, you can't let an, an, a limiting thought um, rise again. Like you have to pulverize it. Yeah. You have to completely not, not even, okay, oh yeah, that's that thought, that, that thought's limiting me. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to overcome that. No, you got to stop, attack, destroy, obliterate, crush, dust, mire, streets. Absolute obliteration is what he's talking about there. And uh, have no mercy on wrong thinking. Have no mercy on limiting thinking. That's what that's what David is is declaring there, and uh, and giving us a, a picture. And speaking of David, I, I was thinking about um, about him and 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 what I would what I thought could encourage you guys. And you know, because you guys call this heart check, which I think is incredible. And I thought about okay. Who in the Bible do we really get a glimpse of their heart? Obviously, there are many people, but David really stands out to me because it says that um, David was a man after God's own heart. And so I think if you, if you really want to do a heart check for yourself is to make sure that, what, that you're after what God's after, that you, that you want what he wants, that you're, that's how you check your heart is that are, are your desires lining up with God's desires for you? And um, I think that's really the secret to a, a, heart, of, um, a, a heart that's kept in, in check, so to speak, because our hearts can d- divert in different directions. Our hearts can get distracted. Our hearts can get hurt. Our hearts can get heavy. Our hearts can get infected. Our hearts can get consumed with things. Our hearts can pursue other desires. Because remember, the Bible talks about the seed falls on the soil of the heart, and you know the one who whose heart worries and is anxious, or who desires other things, the word of God is choked out. And so, to check our hearts is yes. to is to really make sure that okay, you know, uh, what is that? What is God? What is God interested in? What is God's heart? Because David was a man after God's heart. And um, what's on God's heart? Well, souls are on God's heart. What's on God's heart? Um, healing is on his heart. Loving people is on his heart. Redeeming people is on his heart. Making the best and making people the best that they can be. That's what's on his heart. Those are the things that are on God's heart. And it's really simple. And sometimes we, we make things more complicated than they, they need to be. And uh, a heart uncluttered is a heart that is really free. A heart that's, uh, that's uncluttered is a heart that can really make an impact. Yeah. And, um, and then the other thing about David that it really stands out to me as we were talking about, since we were talking about him, is in Acts uh, 13, it says, I think it's in verse 36, it says that David, after he had served the purpose of God, in his own generation fell asleep and was held and, and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. It says, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation. And uh, 
one of the things that really stands out to me about that is, first of all, that um, each of you here are called to reach a generation. And it says he served the purpose of God in his generation. Like your generation is your responsibility. And if you take, take that to heart and take the attitude of, I'm gonna reach my generation. I'm gonna reach this, this culture that I'm in. I'm gonna reach this generation that I'm in. Um, and you, you take that to heart, God was able to use David and there's never, there's, as far as I can, as far as I can remember in reading the New Testament, there is never one mention of David's sin in the New Testament. There's no mention of Abraham's sin in the New Testament. There's mention of their sins in the Old Testament. Like we know they sinned big time, but there's no mention of their sin in the New Testament. Why? Because God doesn't look at us through an Old Testament lens or an old covenant lens. He looks at us through a new covenant lens where he remembers our sins no more. what, What kind of God would it be? What kind of New Testament would it be if we read about Old Testament figures and God's bringing up their sins? Well, then he'd be contradicting his own words since he said, I will remember your sins no more. And then so every reference we have of David See, because every, remem- every remembrance we have of David in the Old Testament is usually associated with his sin. Right, right. But God does not connect him to his sin in the New Testament at all. All he connects him to is David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. David was a man who reached his generation and fulfilled God's purpose for his generation. So you've got to be able to separate yourself from your mistakes because God separates you from your mistakes. God has separated your mistakes from you. And that's good news. And especially in you, as you get older, it's, it's good news for older people, especially. But you guys that are younger, uh, he, he separates you from your, from, from your past. He separates you from your mistakes. So nothing that's ever happened to you, nothing you've done, nothing anybody's done to you can stop you from fulfilling God's purpose for your generation. And because it didn't stop David and David lived under the old covenant, but God viewed him through new covenant eyes. And God views you through new covenant eyes. He doesn't look at your mistakes. He's not focused on your mistakes. You focus on them and you're going to, you're not going to fulfill God's purpose. How could David be said about, how could what be said about him is he fulfilled God's purpose after he had done all those things, because the mistakes we make do not, do not stop us and do not have the power to forbid us from fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. Our mistakes don't, can't deny us of God's purpose for our lives. Our failures can't deny us. Our failures don't have the power to stop God's purpose for our lives. And so live and and, and, and move forward and you're going to make mistakes, but you can't let them condemn you. You can't let them beat you. You can't let them uh, captivate you and imprison you because God doesn't see you that way. God doesn't see you through the eyes of your mistakes. He sees you through the eyes of his love and he sees you through the blood of Jesus and he sees red. When he sees you, he sees the blood he shed. And so, uh, so you, you, you just get on with it. 
get on with it, you guys. Get on with get on with fulfilling God's purpose for your generation. And don't doubt yourself. Every one of you uh, is going to change the world. Every one of you is going to change the world. But you can only do that if you are able to um, let go of the things against yourself. You got to let go of the things against yourself. Whatever you have against yourself, let it go. When you look in the mirror, if you don't like what you see, when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, that's not the time to fix your makeup and, you know, <laughs> shave or, you know, do something dr drastic. Uh, that's not what's going to make you like what you see. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, you need to forgive yourself because the only reason why you don't like what you see is because you're holding something against yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason. Mm -hmm. you're, you're mad at yourself about something. You're holding something against yourself. Um, you're, you're upset or offended at something that, that has been done to you. Forgive yourself and you're going to like what you see. Uh, but if you don't, that's where you start because we need to be able to look in the mirror and love what we see not in vanity but in humility and in self-acceptance because self-acceptance is what leads you to be able to um to to be able to fulfill your potential if you don't accept yourself then you're going to be fighting against yourself the whole time you're trying to make a difference and we can't make a difference when you're fighting against yourself when you're constantly trying to rationalize your life and, and, and constantly trying to uh, find reasons to, to, to like yourself rather than just forgive yourself and you're going to like what you see. You're really going to like what you see when you forget. You know, there's, no, there's nothing more attractive about another human being than their, their kind, gracious ability to forgive. And that needs to be something that you have towards yourself yeah. as well as anybody else. And, and you, you, you just forgive yourself, accept yourself, and then you can, you can embrace whatever comes your way. And you can attack whatever comes, comes your way and you can fulfill your, your purpose and fulfill your, your destiny. David had to forgive himself. And um, because God had already forgiven him, but you, you're gonna have to forgive yourself for some stuff. And, um, and then nothing's impossible to you. Nothing. Nothing's impossible to you. So imagine a man, adultery, murder, lies about it, all sorts of things that had happened in David's life. And yet God's memory of him is David fulfilled my purpose. God's memory of him is David is a man after my own heart. That's God's view of David. Like we got to adopt God's view of ourselves and, um, and dis dismiss all other views of ourselves. And that's how we'll fulfill greatness. That's how, that's how the greatness that's inside of each of you will come to the surface. And I had to dismiss that stuff. I had to dismiss my past. I had to dismiss my, my self-hatred, my unforgiveness towards myself, my my pain. I had to let go of it. I had to dismiss it. I had to eradicate it. I had to let it go. God had already dealt with it, but I had to deal with it in the way of letting go of what God let go of, letting go of what God forgave, letting go of what people had done to me. And, um, and that's the only thing that awakens that will ignite 
greatness inside of you. And, um, and so our, we associate with God's version of ourselves. And that's when great things emerge. So I believe in you, believe in yourself. Look in the mirror and, and, and really be willing to ask yourself, do I like what I see? No, I don't like the, my skin tone. I don't like my you know, hair. I don't like this. I don't like, no, no, no. If you don't like what you see, forgive yourself. Search, there's something that you're holding against yourself and you need to let it go and you will be free. Guaranteed, you will be free and you'll be free to fulfill your purpose. Okay? And that's what this generation needs. They need to learn to forgive themselves and be healed of all that stuff and, and be able to accept themselves. And that's why there's so much suicide, and drug addiction and overdose and all the stuff that's going on is all underneath it all is pain and, and self-hatred. And there's nothing to hate about yourself. So don't ever say it, don't ever and obliterate those thoughts. I hate this about myself, I hate that about. Well, you might, there might be some flaws that you gotta deal with, but that's nothing to hate. That's, hum, that's humanity. Human, humanity is flawed. God saw all the flaws in humanity and said this, I so love the world that I gave my own begotten son. Like he saw all the flaws in humanity and he said, God so loved the world. The world was flawed, broken, sin, just, you know, under the power of the devil. And what did God say about it? Uh, he so loved the world that he gave. He so loved the world that he gave. He loved an ugly world. He loved broken people. He loved damaged people. He loved sinful people. And we're sitting here today because of that because of his great character and his great nature and his great goodness and love. So um, let's go fulfill our purpose by accepting ourselves, forgiving ourselves, and uh, going after the things that's up, that are on God's heart. Make sense? All right. Hi there. I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. Remember, if you want to fulfill God's purpose for your life, which I know you do, you start by forgiving yourself. You see, God isn't holding anything against you, so you don't hold anything against you anymore, okay? Walk in this freedom today. It's powerful. It's liberating. It's because He loves you. And if this message encouraged you, why don't you pass it on and encourage someone you know. I'd love for you to share it with them. I'm going to be putting out more exclusive content like this here on the podcast only, so make sure you're subscribed so you never have to miss an episode. Remember, God loves you. He's for you, not against you. And when you believe that, everything's going to be all right. God bless.